0: Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Gonna keep going on with uh, the baseball breakdown preview. Just because uh, we're getting closer to the season, and frankly, not a whole lot of time, to be honest, with the amount of sports uh, that are still going on, but uh, let's get right to it in terms of uh, the baseball uh, uh, fantasy ranking. So, uh, for quick recap of the top 10. I had Ronald Cunha, Christian Yelich, uh, Mr. Trout, Mookie Betts, followed by the next tier of Cody Bellinger uh, at five. Then six, seven, and eight are interchangeable between Trevor Story, Francisco Lindor, and Trey Turner. Number nine, I've got uh, Mr. Juan Soto. And at 10, Fernando Tatis uh, Jr. Uh, But, uh, you know, for more details, you can check out my prior episode that went over the top 10. Uh, Right now, we're going to go through... The rest of the top 25 so without much further ado let's get to number 11 and Mr. Nolan Arenado of the Colorado Rockies now this is another candidate for bust potential but gotta put him in there uh, because of uh, it's Nolan Arenado you don't uh, walk away from 40 home run potential and a 300 batting average easily. Here's the thing with Arenado. He's pissed off with the Rockies. He wants a trade. They're not giving it to him. Eventually, the Rockies are going to have to move Arenado. It would be absolutely franchise suicide not to move Arenado, given his displeasure with how the organization's being run and his level of frustration. They're not winning. He wants to win. He wants to get out of there. Sooner or later, they're going to have to move him. So... I think it's an inevitable situation. The only thing uh, to uh, be concerned about is the fact that if they let it drag on and he starts to mentally check out, that's when you could start getting a little bit worried about what's his production gonna be like. Is he gonna outproduce someone along the lines of an Anthony Rizzo or or a Matt Olson? You know, it it could easily happen where. Uh, Arenado doesn't live up to expectations if he's not moved. If he moves, he's going to rake the entire year. If he stays for an extended period of time in Colorado, yeah, there's a very high risk of Arenado checking out by late July and just phoning it in if he's not traded. I I would be stunned if the Rockies managed to screw this up, but, you know, Teams have done dumb things in the past, so I can't be entirely shocked, but it would just be so, so irresponsible of a franchise to do it this way. All right. Number 12. And no longer on the defending champion, Washington Nationals, we've gotten Anthony Rendon. Uh, Rendon follows the Arenado right behind that third base, and, you know, to be honest, he signed a $245 million deal with Anaheim. The Angels, who have, oh wait, I should say, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Don't get me started. Uh, again, these geniuses, you know, signed Anthony Rendon for a seven year deal at uh, $245 million when, you know, Steven Strasburg. Sign for $245 million with the Nationals. And the Angels need pitching in the worst way possible. What are we doing? This- what are we doing? You know, I'm I, 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 I I'm, I'm still speechless as to what the Angels' strategy is. Because they're in the same division as the Astros and the A's. Don't have a pitching staff. Yet, yes, R- would Rendon help? The offense, yes. Would it help Mike Trout? Yes. Would having a healthy Otani help? Yes. Can Albert Pujols still be somewhat productive even at his advanced uh, years, uh, wreaking havoc on his body? Yes. But you don't have any pitching to justify that offense. Like you, you essentially became uh, a lower tier version of the Texas Rangers teams. But even the Rangers, when they were making their deep playoff runs about a decade ago, still had some measure of pitch. Like, the Angels don't have pitching. I, it's like, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, they don't even have a number two starter. Like, let alone a number one starter. They they don't even have a real number two starter. So, again, one of the most perplexing off seasons I can think of because it's not like I hate Anthony Rendon. He's going to do well out in L.A. or Anaheim whatever uh but you know 300 batting average not as many home runs as uh Arenado, so he slots in behind you know can he hit thir- 33 to 35 home runs yeah can he hit 40 probably not but the potential's there so uh i i like Rendon he's going to put up numbers but is this team going to win anything probably not i like i said love the angels uh offseason moves because it's just one of those biggest head scratchers where it's just like whoa, what seriously wh- what are we doing what are we doing I, I, no one knows no one knows anyway moving on we got uh number 13 on deck with Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Indians now Jose was one of the biggest busts of last season and killed a number of my fantasy teams. Uh, you know, he was a top 10 pick, at, you know, I I put him in there. But here's the thing. It was the worst case scenario. Was barely a 250 hitter. Had hit a bunch of bombs, stole some bases. Still, that's good enough to be in the top 20. Because, guess what? If you can steal 25 backs and hit 25 home runs, you're still going to be in the top 20. That's how much steals are a premium in fantasy baseball, given the fact that no one steals anymore. And stolen base specialists are going the way of the dinosaurs. You know, people may may try to slot uh, Ramirez outside of the top 20. That's a mistake. He still can he still can run, he can still swipe bags. Uh, so as long as that's happening, uh he's in there and guess what? If uh he turns it around and 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 starts hitting for a little bit more average and uh get the power numbers back on, if he hits 270 and hits 30 uh hits 30 bombs and steals 25 bags, guess what? He's a top 10 player again. Like realistically, it's like you could flip him and Tatis together and that that would not be shocking at all in terms of performance. So it's you're really ta- you're really going to be splitting hairs with uh, some of these guys uh, uh, in this uh, tier because they can easily perform at a top ten level. It's just there's a little bit of a hitch with some of these players, uh, but not a whole lot. But uh, moving on, we're going to get to uh, our next uh, uh, guy up at fourteen. Freddie Freeman at 14 seems like a pick that most will ignore, mainly because there's nothing sexy about Freddie Freeman. Uh, I mean, well, you know what I mean. It is <laughs> In terms of uh, overall fantasy production, he's never going to wow you in terms of the stats. He'll hit his uh, 300 batting average. He'll be mid-20s. In terms of home runs, RBIs will be over 100, but nothing too dramatic or crazy. But in terms of level consistency, plug them in at first base, you'll be fine. Now, I know folks are going to be asking, Dwayne, why aren't you ranking Pete Alonzo higher uh, than Freddie Freeman? Because uh, there's a good chance uh, Pete Alonzo will crush whatever Freddie Freeman does. A, I like Alonzo. But sophomore slump is very real. I know it didn't happen for some players, but Pete Alonzo, the league, should be able to adjust to him even though he's got 50 homer power. So I'm sliding Alonzo down almost as I'm sliding down uh, Bregman. Uh, So we're going to get to Pete Alonzo in a bit, but not yet. So 14, Freddie Freeman, uh, you know, safer play than uh, going around of an Anthony Rizzo, or Chris Bryant, uh, just plug him in. You'll be fine uh, from a production standpoint. Just don't get too excited because, I mean, the definition of Freddie Freeman is probably yonstipating. If anything else, he'll get he'll get it done. Just don't uh, just don't expect uh, wonders. Number fifteen, we have one of the broiest bros to ever grace a baseball field probably the biggest bro to ever grace a baseball field, if you really think about it, in Bryce Harper. Man, oh man, was 2019 a brutal, brutal year. Year one, massive contract. Philly, what could possibly go wrong? Oh man, Bryce. Killing fantasy teams left and right last year. Uh, It could not have gone pretty much... Everything that could have gone wrong for Bryce Harper did go wrong uh, in 2019 because he stayed healthy and still could not hit to save his life in Philadelphia and constantly was booed. Here's the thing. He's got 40 home run potential. He can hit 280 plus. There's no doubt uh, that it could happen. Now, is is he going to be... a two eighty hitter, probably not. He's probably going to be somewhere around the two sixty mark uh, that it was last year. But the power numbers should trend up quite a bit. Uh, you know, again, that first year of a massive contract definitely played a role. He was pressing; everyone could tell he's pressing. I think year two in the contract, you're actually going to see Bryce Harper play like a top ten player again. So. That's why I've got him at 15. Realistically, i have rank him higher, but there is the possibility of Bryce Harper completely implodes in Philly, and this turns into a massive sell job for year three where he's technically on the open market uh, with an untradable contract and an increasingly messy situation in Philadelphia to manage. But for now, Bryce Harper, number 15, Let's uh, keep moving uh, and get to number 16, which is the latest addition to the New York Yankees and the most expensive addition to the New York Yankees and Garrett Cole for quite some time uh, because Mr. Cole making $324 million as a pitcher broke the bank this offseason and... Honestly, I think this is too high of a ranking, but I got to have a starting pitcher in here somewhere. And Garrett Cole is the guy I would at least put the money on to do some damage from a strikeout perspective because of how good his stuff is. And I have some question marks on some of the other top tier starters, given their ages. So let's just be blunt. Uh, you want younger starting pitchers this year, but you also want pitchers that can strike people out. Cole fits both bills. So, Garrett Cole, uh, you're going to go with him uh, in number 16 in terms of uh, the rate, rankings, but is there a very big worry in terms of the pick that he's not going to live up to expectations of uh, the contract? Oh, without question. But in terms of uh, numbers that Garrett Cole had, he led the majors in swinging strike rate at 16.8%. He had the second lowest contact uh, amongst the uh, uh, pitchers uh, uh, going up against batters. And he had the best uh, uh, fastball wins above average at thirty six. percent uh, uh, uh 36 so win so basically uh it was the best overall rated fastball since to the year 2000 uh you know no one uh no one else uh that was technically in the top 10 for fastballs uh had a win percentage uh well actually I nah, screwed that stat up uh, it was his uh yeah, actually, no, I did get that stat right. No one else had a wins a- above average, a greater than 11, except for Cole as well, but that was with his slider, which was uh, rated as a thirteen. Basically, uh, Garrett Cole put on a performance uh, from a pitching standpoint that was one of the best overall statistically in the last 20 years of baseball. So from a sabermetric standpoint, The Yankees shouldn't do anything to change him. If anything, if the Yankees start tweaking him more to throw more sliders, it's probably a sign of how much the Yankees' uh, uh, system needs to be revamped. Now, with the new uh, pitching coach, Matt Blake, the Cross grad, uh, actually, uh, close to my ear, actually, uh, uh... uh Mr. Blake was. Uh but anyway, um neither here nor there. Uh the long and short of it is the fact that if you think about some of the worst trades in baseball history, the Pirates got Joe Musgrove, Michael Felix, Colin Moran for Garrett Cole. The amount of players the Yankees offered the Pirates for Garrett Cole compared to what they got from the Astros that should be investigated by major league baseball more than any of the sign stealing because that will go down as one of the worst trades in baseball history the pirates also traded tyler glass now for chris archer the pirates are one of the worst run teams in baseball if anything the Pirates are the worst front team in baseball. Somehow, because of the Mets and their backstory, the Mets get uh, tagged with that label, but it's really the Pirates. Because with the amount of talent that the Pirates had, how they managed to completely bungle Andrew McCutcheon's absolute prime will go down as one of the most perplexing things ever, considering this is also a franchise that had Barry Bonds in his prime. What are you going to do? Baseball has their have and have nots. And then they have have nots that decide that even when they do have stuff, that they're going to give it away for pennies on the dollar. But neither here nor there. Garrett Cole, first pitcher off the board, number 16. Let's keep moving. Number 17. The Polar Bear Express, Pete Alonzo. Mets fans have a lot to be excited about. Mainly because of this man. Because he literally looks like a caveman. Has a nickname of a polar bear. Hits home runs in excess of 400 plus feet. Because he hit 53 home runs. And averaged over a 410 feet per home run. Like. Basically, uh, Alonzo would be the equivalent of Captain America for the Mets. Uh, you know, they they were str- they were in the wilderness, to be perfectly honest, because uh, you lost David Wright due to spinal stenosis multiple years ago, had no identity for a franchise, and out of nowhere, Alonzo comes and actually starts showing uh, power that, while yes, Some scouts thought he had. Not this much in spades. Uh, Alonzo could easily, easily be in the same category as a Cody Bellinger. I'm probably ranking him too low at 17. Now I'm looking at these rankings again. But again, sophomore slump is entirely possible. Teams should be pitching around Alonzo and testing the other Mets players. So that's why I'm knocking him down because realistically, why would you start continue to pitch to Pete Alonso at this point when he crushes fastballs? It doesn't make any sense. But then again, no one ever accused the uh, baseball managers of being the smartest guys in the room. Next up, we got number 18 in J.D. Martinez, or as I like to call him, J. Diesel. Basically, the Diesel had another MVP-type campaign in Boston last year. Obviously, losing Mookie Betts is gonna hurt his numbers a bit, but Martinez is still going to rake over thirty plus bombs, driving a hundred uh, RBIs. You know, again, the only question with uh, the Diesel is can he stay healthy? And he has the last couple of years. You know, the one thing that people uh, worry about is, uh, you know, what's his position eligibility? Now, I've got him ranked 18, but if he qualifies for an outfield spot, take him ahead of Harper. It, like If Martinez is going to qualify for outfield, uh, in uh, depending on the settings of your league, it's a better play than Bryce Harper. Now, could it be that Bryce hits more home runs? But Martinez is absolutely going to hit for a higher batting average and uh, driving just as many RBIs and, and uh, score as many runs. So it's a safer play taking Martinez if uh, he's going to get the outfield eligibility. If it's just a DH only spot, then yeah, uh, 18 is fine as is. But uh, I just wanted to put that caveat out there because, you know, I know folks uh, have had uh, uh, differing opinions on uh, Martinez, but. It depends on your league. If if he's qualifying for outfield, he should be easily ranked uh, uh, near the top ten uh, without question. There's, I don't even think that there should be much of a debate about it. Moving on to number nineteen, uh, we're gonna get to uh, another individual on the Red Sox, and that being Rafael Devers, uh, third base has a lot of, like, it's got a lot of power, and Devers is no exception. Uh, You know, 30 bombs, 100 RBIs, potentially a 300 average. I I don't even, to to be honest, it's if you don't get Arenado Rendon, it's not that big of a deal because you got Devers, and I haven't even talked about a certain someone on the Astros just yet. Uh, you know, third base definitely has a, a number of guys that you can uh work with, and you cannot go wrong. At number twenty, and phew, man, I can't believe it's uh it's twenty, and I haven't mentioned this guy yet, Javier Baez of the Cubs. Uh, whew, Uh, I mean, I, depending on your league if it's a face, if it's focused more on, on base percentage, then yes, you're going to take a hit with bias because he doesn't walk a ton, but you want 30 bombs, hundred RBIs, hundred runs scored. And he's got shortstop eligibility. I mean, what, what is there not to like about hobby bias? Uh, like this, uh, this is, pretty much a lock and he's still going to get you uh, steals in the teens. Uh, you know, uh, 12, uh, like, a you know, 12 would be the low range of steals for a hobby bias. He could easily hit 20, uh, as well, but you know, mid teens, uh, would be a fair expectation for steals for bias. And, you know, there's, there's not much wrong you can say with Javier Baez. and like I don't I don't know what else uh, you want to say uh, uh, but uh 20 I've, I got Javier Bias at number 21 Xander Bogertz of the Red Sox another shortstop and let me just say another guy who can hit 30 bombs and hit for 300 average like you know the only knock on him is the fact that he's not going to uh, have as many steals, so that's why you're going to take Baez ahead of him. But it, there's there's not much uh, uh, to complain about when you got a guy who's going to be featured even more now in the Red Sox offense with uh, Mookie Betts gone. Uh, I, I think uh, between uh, Jay Diesel and Bogarts, the Red Sox offense will still be just fine. Uh, for all the people uh, proclaiming doom and gloom about the Red Sox. Uh, they're still going to be in it as long as they have healthy enough pitching, which is a big if because uh, the whole uh, Chris Sale situation looks more and more like he's going to be shut down for the entire year. Uh, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, we're just uh, talking about fantasy projection wise. But Bogert's, uh it's it's not. It's I I just don't see how uh, someone's going to be negative uh, on him. Moving on, we've got 22, and we've got Matt Olsen. Another guy I'm ranking ahead of Alex Bregman. Uh, Matt Olsen basically is a guy who can hit for 30 bombs and steal 20 bags and plays a corner position. Uh, you know, I mean, actually, uh, I, I said that steel, uh, I said that if he could steal 20 bags, he'd be, uh, corner position, uh, basically this is, uh, uh, I would say for Matt Olson, uh, the difference between Matt Olson and Acuna, I should say, is the fact that he can't steal 20 bags. If he could steal 20 bags, he'd be the number one pick. He can't, but he'll hit. He could hit for thirty plus bombs uh, and get close to forty bombs and hit for a near three hundred average. If he could steal uh, bags, uh, he'd be he'd be closer to uh, Acuna than any anyone else uh, with his potential. But again, I I, uh, I don't think I'm even remotely concerned about anything with Olson like uh hand injury was a fluke thing. I mean I'm I'm not gonna worry about that. Uh he should be fully fine and healthy uh, to play this year. Uh you know twenty two Matt Olson no no complaints. Twenty three and now we finally get to Alex Bregman. Listen, Alex Bregman could be a top five pick in your league draft. Technically, it's not the craziest thing in the world. But, and let me just say this with a caveat. with uh, In case anyone forgot what was going on, the Houston Astros are guilty of... Of the biggest cheating scandal of the last hundred years in baseball. I don't think I can be any clearer than that. So, with that being said, why would I risk taking that high of a pick on a guy I know is gonna be used as a human pinata by major league pitchers throughout the year? I don't see how Bregman doesn't go on the DL a couple of times from a guy drilling him. To, to me, this is a no-brainer avoid. I'm ranking Bregman 23rd mainly because of his talent, but man, oh man, I don't want any piece of Astros this year. Like Outside of Altuve, they're pretty much going to get drilled because everyone seems to acknowledge that Altuve may not have had involvement not that it's really believed, I think still think he's going to get hit. Bregman I know's going to get hit because he's annoying as hell, nobody likes him, and again, the Astros are guilty as hell. So, what do you want me to say? There's a very real chance that he goes on an extended DL stint or two this season. So, I'm avoiding him. I'm ranking him 23rd, but realistically, if I own Alex Bregman in a fantasy baseball league, I'm gonna hate myself because I'm 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 just gonna be looking over my shoulder the entire year for when he goes on the DL because somebody wanted to throw at him or he got it uh, or he got into a, a bench clearing brawl and got himself hurt. That there's too many downsides to Alex Bregman this year to even contemplate him, uh, In my opinion, so I'm gonna take a pass. All right, number twenty-four. Alberto Mondesi. Basically, Mondesi has so much talent, he could, he has the potential to hit 20 bombs. If he hits 20 bombs, with his speed and athleticism, he could steal uh, 50 bags. That puts him in Trey Turner category. If he gets in Trey Turner category, and you can get him in the second round, Basically, it's the same logic as drafted why you would draft Trey Turner, except you can get him in the second round. And realistically, most people probably aren't even touching him until the third round. So, again, I'm just saying when you're trying to win fantasy leagues, you got to find the guys that are going to excel stealing bases because they're at such a, a premium these days. When you find one of them, grab them and think about the, re- uh, figure out how to plan out the rest of your roster later. Cause if you don't grab the speed guy, there's just not enough speed left in the league with managers willing to green light guys because of sabermetrics and worrying about, uh, uh, running into an out that too many managers are scared to have guys, uh, that aren't elite, uh, burners on the base pass stealing bases. So, Mondesi, I, I think, is, is a lock. Uh, you know, Kansas City's not a great team. Uh, Mike Matheny tends to be a conservative as a manager, but uh, with Mondesi's athleticism and speed, I think he easily steals 40 bags, probably steals 50, and if, he, if he's in the teens to 20 home run range, you got a top 10 player. It's that simple and rounding out the top 25 we have Jacob DeGrom basically DeGrom didn't have the monster year that he's had in years past but he's still going to be a beast uh you know still pitches in the national league still going to have a sub 3 ERA probably should have a whip under 1 will throw for, you know, 250-plus innings, have a great uh, strikeout uh, ratio, uh, Ks per nine innings. Like Realistically, if you can have a guy that can idiot-proof the Mets, it'd be Jacob DeGrom. Now, will he get as many wins as he should? No, because the bullpen still kind of sucks for the Mets. But... For leagues to have quality starts and whatnot, uh, you could do far worse than Jacob DeGrom. Uh, It'll work itself out uh, in spades, in my opinion. So, you know, that's where I kind of look at it uh, in terms of if you want to start grabbing your aces, now's the time to do so. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily do it for Cole because of, A, it kind of takes you out of getting one of the elite sluggers or speed guys. But to start the third round, yeah. Grabbing DeGrom, I'm not opposed to it. Uh, I I think it makes sense. Uh, Obviously, it changes if it's an NL only league or something of that nature. But uh, DeGrom uh, makes a ton of sense, hence the reason why he's ranked at number 25. So that does it for the top 25 rankings for fantasy baseball uh, that I have. I'll uh, start working through. The remainder list uh, uh, in the the coming uh, days or so, and we'll keep keep moving from there. But that's all for now, folks. Have a good one, and best of luck to you in your drafts uh, that will be coming out uh, anytime now. So anyway, take it easy, folks. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports.